0: This feast day, we celebrate St. James, St. James, the brother of Jesus, St. James, leader of the church in Jerusalem, St. James, pillar of the church's first generation. In the New Testament itself, St. Paul recognizes James as one of the three pillars of that first generation, along with Peter and John. As we heard also today, St. James, presider at the First Council of the Church, recounted in Acts 15, the one who crafted its agreements about Gentile inclusion, one of the most important early decisions of the Church. St. James the martyr. I could go on and on about James's great deeds. Hagiography is important, but it can get dangerous if it gets too rosy and isn't attentive enough to struggle. So let's be real. How difficult must it have been to be Jesus' brother? <laughs> I mean, imagine a life in ministry where you are constantly associated with somebody else. Imagine all the attention that your brother or your cousin in some traditions receives at various moments in his life. Jesus' birth, Mary speaks the Magnificat. His presentation at the temple, Simeon speaks the Nunc Dimittis. Life events recalled with timeless poetry. At James' birth, at James's presentation, If there was poetry and song, no one remembers. It must have felt like people were always looking at him and thinking of somebody else. People looking at you and thinking of somebody else. My friends, welcome to ministry. James is a certain prototype of a certain struggle in Christian ministry. There's this great danger in ministry to give in to what James surely must have felt at points in his life. Shouldn't I be given a little more credit? Why is it always about somebody else? Perhaps that feeling a bit like Jonah. I've sacrificed so much now what about me in this regard we have to be careful how seminary is forming us so much of seminary is about you it is about who you are it is about who god has called you to be our home parishes and commissions on ministry are asking probing questions about us, expecting wise and sophisticated answers. We're always talking about cultivating the self for ministry. And there's so much self reflection in seminary. And this is part of the point. And yet, and yet, The line between spiritual cultivation and self-absorption is a fine line. We have to be careful how seminary is forming us. If we're not careful, priestly formation becomes, in the words of one of my seminary professors, a narcissistic obsession with the self. St. James, then, St. James can become a model for us. It appears in the Gospels that James was not a follower, a disciple of Jesus during most of Jesus's earthly ministry. Tradition holds that James became a follower of Jesus after his resurrection. Somewhere along the way, James came to see that glorifying Jesus did not mean belittling Or depreciating himself. It's not that Jesus being glorified means James is kicked to the curb. No. This is a kind of brotherly example of why theologians so often talk and say that divinity and humanity don't compete for space in the world. Divinity doesn't compete with humanity. If anything, divinity empowers humanity to become more human. James became more himself by following Jesus. Like James, we become more ourselves the more we bind our life to God's divine life. It's one of the funny things about discipleship. We might think that if all of us are giving ourselves over to the same God, we'd all start looking very much the same. And yet, look at the saints across the history of the church. As their lives are given over to someone else, they end up becoming more themselves. God's radiance allows them to shine clearer than if they simply lived for themselves alone. It turns out that unsaintly egotists are tediously similar while the saints are stunningly diverse. Holiness is not the erasing of the human self, but rather its intensification. Much comes down, then, to how we view sainthood, especially how we view the relationship between a saint and a self. It's easy to see saints the way that many people see heroes, as these kind of bigger, stronger versions of some idealized human. But the saint's relationship with the self is different. It's more akin to a musician performing a great piece of music written by somebody else. The musician's ego is entirely transparent as they give themselves over to playing the song. And yet, musicians often say that they are more themselves in that moment of performance than anywhere else. Somehow, they themselves are enlarged by channeling someone else's music. And not only that, each musician plays that song slightly differently, showing something about the composition that no one had ever shown before. Likewise, the saints' relationship with God. James became a channel for divine light, such that we cannot help but see God and God's work in James. The selfhood of James did not disappear. It became transfigured. And so with us, all this formation that we're going through in seminary is not meant to make us narcissistic. Seminary is meant to transfigure us so that we can be a channel of the love of God. Seminary is meant to make you channel God in ways that only you can. Sainthood for James was surely a strange calling, to be a channel for his brother's ministry. But as for James, so for us. Giving over ourselves is, strangely, a means of becoming more ourselves. God calls you to be a minister radiating divine light. God calls you to be utterly open to the movements of God's compassion, love, righteousness, and justice. God calls you to ministry. Become who you are. Amen.